Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, not a whole lot. My name is Ryan Jenke. I'm joined here by DJ Lura and Dana Mashevsky. And uh, not a lot. Not no. a lot is going on. There's Did an it- opening and a closing to the podcast now. Yeah, I know. Now that I've returned. But, but everybody needs to know who's sitting here, though. I know. Yeah. I know. They should know that at least me or Sarah's here. By the That's way. true. That's right. So uh, t- today marks the one-year anniversary of the day that I ruptured my Achilles tendon on a mission trip serving the Lord. Man, I wish I had the red machine right now. Yep. Can I have that real quick? Oh, yeah. Whoa, watch out, about the watch red out machine. for my... I'm drinking my buble Oh, here. I thought it was some sort of an energy drink. Bubbly. Uh, so what was that you were saying again? Oh, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. (laughs) One year ago, I could play the audio and you could hear the bong. No, thank you. I think we're good. Yeah. It was, it was like a, like a bass string popping or something like that. Yeah. Did you smell and see smoke? The sulfur. The (laughs) sulfur. The sulfur of my Archilles. Yep. So that's going on. Um, I'm actually going to have a one-year checkup on that. So what do they do on a one-year checkup? Like I just check it up. Oh my just checking. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so I... Uh, um, I s- like, so is there an exercise that they're like going to measure the tensile strength of your Achilles tendon? Or, no, or no, I don't think so. My guess is I'll go in and they'll he'll talk to me about, you know, so, all sorts of things. Maybe watch me walk, see if... I, the thing that I cannot do yet is a full heel up, single mm-hmm. leg mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that on that leg, and they told me before that it's fully recovered when I can do that. So okay. yeah, so I want to find out. It's been a year today, so I just basically wanted to know, like, hey, am I on track or am I? Where where are we at here? So I measured it with my eye things, looking at your foot mm-hmm. with my eyes. I measured your heel up on Sunday because yeah. you're talking to me about it. Mm-hmm. And you have probably, I'd say, about 46 47% heel up. That was it? I'd say about half, maybe 60%. Sometimes I think it's better than other times. Okay. Barefoot I can do better than with a shoe on. Oh, okay. All right. For some reason. Yeah. Well, when you take the test, are you wearing shoes? My guess is that he will have me take my sh- my shoe off for sure, I would say. Okay. Maybe my sock, because I'm sure he's going to want to press around on it, because I still have pain. That was my which, other question. Does yeah. it hurt? Uh, yeah, it, it does where the tendon attaches to the heel. If I push on it, don't push on it. If I push on it, there, there's pain there. Mm-hmm. But if it gets cold, like all winter long, it was just pure misery. Really? Yep. And then when the when it got to about 40, 45-ish, then the pain wasn't so bad. And like now it's not bad at all. I walk like a mile and a half to five miles a day, depending how much time I have. Wow. Why? Because I can. Oh, you go without walking for months. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> this is just a pride thing at okay. this point. <laughs> Apparently. Yep. Some people would say for health reasons yeah. to stay fit ryan's like because i can yeah, exactly um <laughs> but when the like a while a few weeks ago when it got like down to the 40s or whatever overnight mm-hmm. it started hurting again so i don't Is know it like how. a tension thing like it just it's gets tighter when it's cold it's not at the rupture site 
Oh, okay. the, the pain is not there. Interesting. Okay, I, so weird question. Yeah. Achilles tendon. Yeah. Does it have cartilage? No. Naturally, it doesn't have cartilage, right? Because I, I can remember talking to my grandma, and she had arthritis in mm-hmm. her hands, and she would be like, when it gets cold, my hands hurt. <laughs> but it's it, the where the pain is at is where it attaches to the bone. Is this going to be one of those things where like you could tell us it's going to rain? Yes. May, may, I don't know. No, because it didn't really hurt. The barometric it, pressure is <laughs> dropping. I can feel it in my bones. It didn't really hurt today, and it's like yeah, it's there was some today. rain today. Yeah. But and it was a little chilly, but it wasn't down into like the forties, which is where I found the pain before. My other question is like, when it gets cold, I mean, does your body tense up? If that maybe is causing the good thing, I'm a doctor and I can uh, <laughs> yeah. diagnose. Yeah, uh, I can skip that appointment on. altogether. <laughs> yeah. Just come see us and we'll talk through. Let me see yeah. what WebMD has <laughs> to say about this. Yeah, they'll tell you to just lop it off. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so that's going on. So I did send uh, John Melland. He's, he was there in Alaska when it happened, and now he's in Portland right now as we record. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent him a reminder that it is uh, don't do the church clap day today. And, uh, it's no church clap Wednesday. 7-12-2022 will live in infamy mm-hmm. is what I, what I sent him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said it was already too late. <laughs> He'd already done it. <laughs> so was he? W- did he... Get back to you from the emergency room. Is that is that what happened to him too? Is no, he down? no. Has anybody know. checked on Drew? Is he in one yeah, piece? Right? No, Drew is Drew is good. <laughs> Drew's good as well because they must have been standing side by side because uh, um, as soon as I sent that text to John, I got a picture from Drew of everybody do, doing the church clap. So it may have just been that I sent the that text as everybody was doing the church clap. <laughs> I don't was, know. That's a Holy Spirit thing <laughs> right there. Like, yep. No! <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's what's going on with me. What about you guys? Well, um, as you can see, I'm, I'm drinking buble. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm drinking buble is uh, a little bit of a confession to make. I think I've become a, a bit of a diet cocaholic. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And so I'm cutting off the hard it's stuff. that aspartame. <laughs> you know what I've discovered? I think, and and this is just a hypothesis. I'm I'm not a scientist or anything like that, mm-hmm. but um, I have been trying to uh, lose some of my winter body weight. Sure, and I've been eating well, but I've been drinking diet coke, and I think I've actually been drinking more diet coke since I've been eating well. Sure, I think it's just <laughs> on your metabolism. It might because I haven't had diet coke or any type of coke or any type of soda per se. For, for three days, I've been drinking a little sparkling water, yep. just water by itself. Yep. Um, lost about three pounds. Yeah. I uh, I am down to either a 12-ounce can or a 20-ounce bottle of Coke per week, mm-hmm. and that's it for pop. Well, you look like $100. I don't know. So whatever that. you're doing, it's Plus working. Plus, I'm walking like a madman. Well, yeah, because you, you can. <laughs> because I can. Yeah. Why not? Well, at least you're not drinking Bud Light. Dana, what's happening with you? <laughs> A joke. I, I don't know. I joke. have nothing <laughs> after that. You should drink Bud Light. It's like 20 cents a can at yeah, this point. Uh, I mean, yeah, the price is down. That's for sure. It's good economic. Cra- uh, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, and um, yeah, so, so I'm trying to get in shape. And um, I did something just a couple weeks ago. 
something I've been training for for a whole year. I saw pictures on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got uh, ranked up in my martial arts system. I'm yep. now a bona fide black belt Sweet. in that mm. system. So that makes me now... Um, the Chuck Norris of Atonement? Yes. <clears throat> that makes me a double black belt because I earned my first black belt in a different system when I was 19. Okay. So now I'm a, now I'm older than 19. So <laughs> do they... Is that a thing? Like, is there a special belt for that? Or is it just, this is, I have two now. I, I literally have two <laughs> different belts. <laughs> so, yeah, no, my, my, um, there are, there are 10 ranks in Japanese martial arts in the black belt system. There's 10 ranks before you get your black belt. Okay. okay. And it usually takes anywhere from three to five years to get through that. Um, and then there's up to 10 ranks in the black belt system <clears throat> and not everyone reaches nine or 10. That's usually like, like a, ma- like the grandmaster, sure. you know, 10th yeah. on ninth on. So, um, but it's something that I've been working toward and, and, uh, something that I enjoy doing. And, uh, yeah, so that happened. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Where's yeah. your, cla- you got to put, do the clappy thing. Oh, the clappy thing. Yeah. Let's don't see. Don't be so Midwestern. Oh, I know. I'm, I, I'm ruining my, my inner piety is dying right now as I'm talking. Like, it's like, just be quiet, <laughs> that, sit in the corner. That, that's an accomplishment. I mean, that's, that's, uh, a well, lot of should. years of. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, so, so the eighth degree black belt who mm-hmm. started the school here in Fargo, uh, now lives, um, in the South and he came up to test me. Really? And as soon as I passed, now he's choosing me to show techniques on at, um, we did a we did a seminar the next day using using weapons using these two foot long uh, sticks okay. uh, used two stick? at a time yeah kind of like that kind of uh-huh. like that but they're only they're like two feet long so okay. they're like little little batons sure mm-hmm. uh, he knocked me out <laughs> like out out <laughs> like out out like it's it, it's a a pressure point thing that he did but oh. he Just did making it. sure you don't get too don't get cocky that's right now that you're you're so what does that feel like being so, knocked out. So, uh, can just, you show Ryan what if you? Uh, yes. <laughs> Somebody turn a camera on. <laughs> so, just to give a little bit of of context. I wasn't knocked out like in boxing where you get you know mm-hmm. struck. What he did was he did a technique in, at a certain angle on my neck with very little pressure. All he did was roll the stick up the side of my neck, and it pressed on a certain point on my neck that basically made everything go black. Okay. And then come right back up again. Was it like being choked out? Think of it pretty much. It's okay. it's, it's it's like a blood choke. Um, but think of it like this. You never seen uh, Star Trek? Uh, yeah, the Vulcan neck pinch. The Vulcan neck pinch, except it's not where they show it on. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's a real thing, but it's not where they show it on the show. Yeah, that's on your. They they do it on your tra- trip. Yeah, that trap. that does nothing. But there there are places. <laughs> Where even just a little bit of pressure is enough. I mean, just imagine getting struck. I've seen people get struck in that same location mm-hmm. and they're out cold. Really? This was just a technique that he did quickly enough and I was out like I everything shut down and everything booted back up again. Like that's the best way I can explain <laughs> okay. it. Okay. I felt everything go black. Were you standing when this happened? Yeah. Did, yeah, but was, you didn't fall. I oh I fell. I fell oh. backward and, and he caught me. Oh, okay. It was like a Holy Spirit, you know, <laughs> boom. DJ got a hard restart. I got it. Yeah, I did. I did. Wow. And, and, 
And so it was neat because when you, in this system, when you get to your black belt level, then they start showing these things. Mm -hmm. And the best way to learn about where they are is to actually have it. Yeah. Done to you. But it's done in a safe manner where you're not like in danger of. So how did you feel like. Needing to go to the hospital or something. After it was over, were you just like, okay, I'm awake and fine now? Or were you nauseous? Like, was I had, there after effects? Yeah, there are. Um, I had a, I had a headache until I ate that night. Okay. So about three or four hours. Oh, wow. Probably would have gone away faster if I would have drunk a lot more water. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm, my instructor, uh, like I said, he's he's an eighth degree black belt. He's he's I'm not I'm not going to age him, but he's he's at retirement age. Sure. So whatever that yeah. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he trained with the guy who started the system, who passed away in 2012. He was an immigrant from Okinawa, where we get like Cobra Kai, right? Yeah, Mister Mister mm-hmm. Mister Miyagi. Miyagi. He immigrated to the United States like Mister Miyagi, mm-hmm. and um, not not saying anything here. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mr. Miyagi was based on real people. And um, <laughs> anyway, he would do demonstrations with the founder of this style and the founder would not hold back because the founder was a, a little guy mm-hmm. and and my teacher's a bigger guy. Like he's a tall guy. Okay. Uh, and I've seen, I've seen tapes of it and videos of it online and he's knocking him out over and over and over again. <clears throat> and I found out that afterward, he only did that with a few students. And my teacher is one of his students that he would do that with. But they would be sick, like like nauseous for a couple of days afterwards. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. But you think hardcore, if, man. if you're going to be if you're going to be in danger, you'd much rather be able to hit the timeout button on someone than, you know, punching and right. kicking and, and really hurting someone. Uh, the thinking behind this system is that it's not about self-defense. It's about the way the teach that the founder spoke about it is that it's not really about self-defense. It's about life protection, neutralizing the situation, <clears throat> ending the situation before it becomes something really bad. Sure, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So if I just tip over, then obviously <laughs> it uh, there the effects haven't worn off yet. Lingering after <laughs> effects. Wow. See. Okay. So you got the the buble and uh, yes, and getting knocked out. Yeah, Dana, no, I, you got nothing. I don't know. You I saw Florida in I West Fargo, North Florida. Dakota. That's got a. <laughs> I really wanted to go, and I was that glad sounds that I so weird. Got to go, but it was one of those things of like, <sighs> why? Yeah, like who did they call? Right. What's going on? Right. Why is Florida? <laughs> In. Yeah, that's what I wondered too. I'm like, why is Florida here? You know, yeah. my cousin Dell will tell you a story. Now, obviously, <clears throat> Florida and G. Edward Griffin are two completely different people <laughs> in two completely different lines of work. But he lined. Glad that we have that understanding. Yeah, but somehow or another, they got a hold of G. Edward Griffin's phone number because they wanted to book him for an event here in Fargo. And so somehow they got his phone number and it was one of those, I don't want to call him, you call him. Well, I don't want to call him, you call him. <laughs> and they, they thought it was, you know, going to call a number and you get, a, you know, a, a, 
like answering his, like, service or you get a like his yeah, assistant right, or his yeah. assistant's assistant right you get somebody way down the line and you know all of a sudden it's this big formal thing so finally one guy says all right i'll call him calls him and old g ed is on the 105 in la saying hold on i gotta pull over to take down all this information like <laughs> roof down and yeah That's wow so, weird. so yeah that's kind of how it works i'll just call you if you know the right people. If you know the right people and you, you know the right number. You just make a phone call and yep. they'll answer and pull over on the yep. yep. Wow. So. I, I wonder if like the Red River Valley um, Fairground, like it's Red River Fair? Red River Valley Fair? Red River Fair? Valley Fair, yeah. Valley Fair. If that's like a major destination for acts, if they're like, boy, I hope I, I get to go to the Red River Valley Fair this year. I'm not really sure. I don't. There's a lot of country acts. I mean, there's a lot of country acts, and I feel like that's pretty on par. Like Uh, Florida seemed out of place, right? But they had was it Nelly last year? Yeah, somebody had had Nelly. Nelly. No, Nelly was at the arena. Okay, who was at the fair last year? That was kind of an all. Like they usually have that one like not country act. Yeah, and it's always that act that I'm like. Yep. Why? How'd you, how'd you get Why here? do? Well, well, how do you year, sell them on the Red River Valley Fair? Like, it's one thing it, to be like, hey, play at the Shields right. Arena and have your own, like, concert thing. Yeah. But, like... See, that's what I was wondering too. Yeah. But maybe, maybe it's there's a big fat check that, uh, maybe. It, or it, or it could be I don't know. Yeah. But it could also be that this is the asking price, and if you're willing to pay it, we're willing to come. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Just like any, anything else. Yeah. yeah. I need this much money plus. Because Shinedown's tom- tomorrow? Uh, Friday. Friday. Yep. And they've been here before. I've never I've never seen them. But it they, was like when I was in high school. But uh, they've done the fair before. So it's yeah. like not yeah. unusual. They've, they've, they've uh, played that arena or yeah. played that yeah. stage before. Yeah. So I suppose it's like anything else. I mean, if, if somebody called you from North Carolina and said, DJ, we want you to preach this, uh, you know, whatever consecration Sunday or whatever it is. And w- this is what we're willing to pay you. I'll say, uh, uh, I, I take the same rate as flow rider. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? If the, and you require all the same amenities. That's right. If the terms are agreeable, I suppose you'll go right. I want, want M and M and M's in the sacristy. Yeah. I don't want anybody uh, looking me directly in the eye. <laughs> I require this many feather pillows. Yep. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know how it works. But. Oh, if only the church worked that way. <laughs> if there was that kind of a demand yep. for the preaching of nothing other than just the gospel. I mean, that reminds me of a story when I was in seminary. This is in the Twin Cities. And, um, you know, there was a local celebrity there that was pretty famous, I think, across the country. Um, if I said his name, I'm guessing you know who he is. Um, Garrison Keillor. Yep. Heard of him. Never heard of Garrison Keillor? Okay. So this is a generational thing. He was like the big guy on uh, Prairie Public. Is it Prairie Public or just public radio? Okay. Public broadcasting. He had this show called um, Prairie Public. Yeah. yeah a Prairie have... Home Companion. Okay. A Prairie Home Companion. Okay. And he did a bunch of stories about... Um, like he's he's a storyteller for forty years. There was a movie made about him. Okay, and um, his big thing is about the town of. Um, it's a made up town in Minnesota. 
I'm totally blanking all of a sudden. Not you, Fargo? No, well, Garrison Keillor, he talks about like... Google it, Ryan. Um, all, all the the men are attractive and all the women are strong or something like that. Hmm. In this town that... Uh, oh gosh, Brainerd? It's tip my tongue. It's, ah, it's a real... It's a it's a made up Minnesota town, you know, like like Moorhead. It's it's a made up town. It was on Minnesota Minnesota Public Radio. Yes, a Prairie Home Companion. Yes, but he told stories about this town that was just kind of poking fun in a in a nice kind of fun way at Minnesota way at Minnesotans and Lutherans and what's it called? Was it? uh, No, never mind. I'll keep uh, looking I'll it keep, up. Uh, Bottom line is Garrison Keillor, local celebrity, mm-hmm. especially at, at spinning yarns and telling stories, and he has a great, great radio voice, like our own Ryan Jenke here. Um, what voice Ryan's using? Lake Wobegon. Lake Wobegon. Lake oh. Wobegon. Okay, you know that's not uh-huh. a real lake. It's not a real place. Oh, uh, it's made up. Okay, like I said, like Moorhead or Sabin <laughs> um, or Glendon. That's a made up town. Anyway. He was coming to the seminary, and uh, he was gonna give the sermon. Or, or and and that's that. Um, we would have chapel every single day, and on Wednesdays we'd have communion. And so he came on a communion uh, sun, uh, a communion Wednesday, and we were standing room only in the chapel. I mean, it was packed. Mm-hmm. You couldn't squeeze another person in, and it was great. <clears throat> the next day. <laughs> There was maybe about a quarter of the people <laughs> that came. You're like, wow, you really see how many people don't show up? Well, and this is at a seminary too, right? Mm-hmm. And so a quarter of the community came because we would have people that would come in from around the community as well. This is uh, in uh, St. Anthony down by Roseville, yep. just mm-hmm. right in the corner where Larpenter becomes Hennepin, if you know the, the Twin Cities area. Um, and so two of my professors were talking and one of them just said, boy, you can really tell that uh, uh, we got a low crowd today uh, without without a local celebrity. And the other guy said, "Well, of course. I mean, all we have to preach is the gospel." <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel about. That's that's funny. Wouldn't it be nice if 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 pastors and preachers of the gospel were treated like Flo Rida, mm-hmm. uh, rather than not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. All we have is the words of eternal life. <laughs> <laughs> nothing major. <laughs> nothing really. Nothing to no, see here. No. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Thanks for joining us for that podcast. Don't forget you can find all of our services online every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. for a tradition service or 10.30 a.m. for a modern service. You'll find them at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube where you can also find all of our library of content. So thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on another riveting episode of That Podcast.